All right, welcome everyone to the American Nightmare Podcast, episode number 29, recorded on August 27, 2020. Oh. All right, let's get started with horror news. Isn't it all horror these days? You know, it's one of those things where I, I posted on Facebook the uh, episode of uh, Rick and Morty where they get into the spaceship and they have nervous breakdowns. Oh, like, ah, ah, yeah. yeah, that's a great one. <laughs> I can't believe it. Oh, we're still alive. I don't ever want to do this again. That's how I feel every day of 2020. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it is a, it's a horror show. It really is. All right. First story. Netflix, Stranger Things Season 4 is going to be starting this fall. Oh, nice. Uh, October, October-ish? Yes. I the am, last season? I, no. As a matter of fact, they've hinted that there will be a Season 5 and a Season 6. Oh, wow. Jesus. Really? Right. And that's what I told my daughter. My daughter was all excited. And I said, first of all, I don't even want to see season four. Like, why can't they just stop it at season three? Why do they yeah, get milk have. the cow until the teat is dry? Yeah. Yeah. It's mm. upsetting. Mm. These but, kids are going to be wearing those, like, 70s style, like, gym shorts. Like, no, up there. they film them back to back to back to back to back. Yeah, they're. I hope so. Uh. Yeah. All right. Netflix has announced another new show called Project Power. It's kind of a mix of sci-fi, comic book, and horror. Uh, hmm. Really, the kind of the the underlying story here is that there is a drug on the street where you can take this pill and it will give you superpowers for five minutes. Oh, just five minutes? Yes, but the superpowers hmm. are unknown. They're determined by your DNA, and some of them just kill you instantly. Oh, wow. Oh, damn. <laughs> It's like Russian roulette. I don't know if I do that. Yeah, I would probably pass. All right. Uh, Mike Flanagan has been teasing a new series on Netflix called Midnight Mass. Uh, the only thing we know about it right now, according to the story, is that you know Mike Flanagan, he was busy with Dr. Sleep recently, which we reviewed last month. Fantastic movie. Um, has been teasing the filming of a new show that he just started called Midnight Mass. Um, mm. It's pretty much largely under wraps. There's no real details. But the brief synopsis that he gave recently in a story was it's an isolated island community that experiences miraculous events and some frightening omens after the arrival of a charismatic, uh, mysterious young priest. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Um, another Netflix series by, again, Michael Flanagan, The Haunting of Bly Manor. This is the follow-up to The Haunting of a Hill House. Oh. Yeah. They finally have a release date for that? Yes, they do. They are saying nice. this is going to be... Let me see if I can find a release date. Uh, I don't see it. Uh, this is what we have is... Um, So this is going to be on Netflix uh, probably this fall. There is a poster 
and a couple screenshots that uh, Mike Flanagan has posted to his Twitter and Instagram accounts showing that they have rehired some of the actors from The Haunting of Hill House. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so this should be interesting. Maybe the people who posed as ghosts. Yeah. Well, I kind of figured, how are they going to make it into a second uh, season of that? And, of course, that's not what's happening. It's, uh, right. it's more like a um, American Horror Story uh, type um, anthology series. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, John Carpenter has recently teased that he's working with Blumhouse on the early stages of developing a reboot of The Thing. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Another one? Yeah. So John Carpenter basically said, you know what? He had the opportunity to to redo the thing with some new scripts, some new special effects. Mm. And uh, Blum, uh, Blumhouse is going to be uh, financially supporting him in this effort. So uh, they've begun the process of writing. Mm. This was announced this year's uh, online edition of the Fantasia International Film Festival up in Canada. Uh, John Carpenter was awarded a Lifetime Achievement uh, Award, and during that time, he discussed it. He discussed the facts that he's working on this with Blumhouse. He said mm. he had a, a direct conversation with uh, Jason Blum, uh, who's going to help produce this directly. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm not one of those dudes who uh, who like poo poos remakes because I uh, I'm willing to give everything a chance. Uh, I, you know, there's been some really good remakes of classics, and then there's been some bad ones, uh, but. Black Christmas that Blumhouse did still sits bad in my mouth. Yes. Um, (laughs) So uh, the thing is one of my like probably top 10 all time. Uh, I'm optimistic, but hesitant to, you know, be excited. I feel the same, but I was presently surprised by the last movie that turned out to be a prequel. Yeah. Uh, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't like the CGI effects. No, no. But the movie movie was largely very good. Yeah, I agree. I, I was. I, Did I you was just like, hear that, Chris? Yeah, I was like, whoa, <laughs> was a, what? That's crazy. It was a big, big strike of lightning there, Sal. Yeah, it was weird because I, I heard it like in your like in the head headset. Besides hearing it out my window. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I uh, I miss thunderstorms. I haven't had one in over a year because here they don't really have that many in Southern California. No. Are you getting a lot of smoke? Uh, no, I can see smoke from my apartment looking north, but, but it's not blowing. Uh, it's not blowing in this direction, and that's that's the fire that is just north of Los Angeles. Yeah, I'm right. not seeing you know the the big fires which are in Northern California are pretty far away. Okay, I don't know it's a big state, but I wasn't sure. I know that some of the, the smoke is drifting over into other states and causing some some uh, problems, but. Yeah, it's blowing over east. Uh, they're That's getting good. a lot of smoke. Not over for there. them. Yeah. Um, Trivia Pursued has announced the horror ultimate edition. Now, in 2018, oh yeah, I saw Pursuit, that. Yeah, per- yeah. Pursued did release a horror version, but this year they released the ultimate edition that has some uh, game pieces in it that are horror themed, along yeah. with a whole lot more of questions. It's only forty five bucks too. I thought it would be more. Yeah, it looks pretty nice. It's a nice collector's edition. Yeah, yep. I thought it looked good too. The only thing is, like, I, I would be able to play with you guys probably, but other than that, there's not not anybody that I know that, that <laughs> you knows win enough all the time. Yeah, yeah, you know, like, we could play play like Zoom or something. 
boring winning all the time, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the only thing. Like, I, it looks great, and I'd love to get it, but it's it's gonna sit in my closet. Yep. <laughs> you play with me, I guess. Yeah, I don't think the wife and kids would want to sit down with me and play that. Right. Like, Besides, you'd wind up crushing everybody, and nobody would have the answers. <laughs> <laughs> um. Stranger Things, the drive into experience, is going to oh, be I running through LA October through December. You going to go to it? I got my tickets, yes. Nice, December, nice. Friday, December 11th at 7.45 p.m. is my uh, my time slot. Uh, it's going to be a little event here. It looks a uh, concept that lets you drive into the world of Hawkins and unlock the secrets of the Upside Down. It's going to run through Octo- starting October 27th straight through to the end of December. Uh, the duration is about an hour long, and it's going to be located in central uh, downtown Los Angeles. Uh, you have to be age 13 or older. Um, and they also offer a VIP package. But the thing about that is uh, t- uh, tickets are $59 a person, but for the VIP package, it's 170 a person. Damn! Yeah. I did not get the VIP package. They're really making you reach for that level. Yeah. This wow. is uh, enjoyed from the safety of your own car as you drive through this uh, haunted experience. Uh, and it says it's going to boast uh, impressive special effects and visual and audio uh, uh, effects. Cool. I'll fill you guys all in after I get to see it in December. So hopefully yeah. it'll be fun. Yep. Recently read an article here on TheRinger.com of, uh, it was an article about Event Horizon, because it is, what is it, the 20th or anniversary of it? Um, The article's called, Hell is Only a Word, the Enduring Terror of Event Horizon. It was a pretty Um, good article. Yeah, it was a great, a great article that talks a little bit about, uh, um, the the loss of the thirty minutes that got cut out of the movie, there will never be a director's cut because that footage is gone. Wow! Yeah. It was well, possibly uh, possibly gone. There's that videotape that they they still haven't looked at that supposedly has some some of that footage on it. Right, right. It's sad because uh, basically what happened is there's about thirty minutes of extreme violence that they had to cut out because it was a little over the top, according to the review board that was reviewing it to give the R rating. Yeah. One of the cool things they said in that article too, is the, the, the commotion about um, the Titanic that caused them to yes. have to rush the editing process. It, it, it made him cut a bunch of stuff out that he probably wouldn't have, but because the studio was so involved in that movie, they didn't realize they, they were, they were thinking it was like star Trek, but just a bit scarier. Yeah, and they got, they snuck that whole like you know hell orgy scene like through them yes. without them like <laughs> having any problems with it. Yeah, it's a fantastic movie, and I will say that um, it's definitely something that I have pre-ordered the collector's edition at Screen Factory, so I'm just waiting for them to release it, and I think it's supposed to be in the next few months or so. But we talked about it, I think, on the last episode. The fact I think that so, yeah. the Screen Factory has that special edition coming out it would have been great if it were the director's cut but uh like that article mentioned that's not really a possibility speaking of screen factory and shout factory so screen factory aka shout factory has announced that there's a 
Friday the 13th Deluxe Collection Definitive. Uh, this is a collection of 16 discs, 12 movies, in a very big collector's case. A very rigid slip case that you can slide each of the discs into. It comes with a bunch of extra feature features. There's like a limited edition poster. There's some um, uh, limited edition uh, um behind-the-scenes DVDs. They've also remastered the first two movies in 4K, and Whoa. some of the later movies, unfortunately, they didn't have original analog films anymore because of the fire that took out some of the uh, films right. in storage here in California. But they did manage to do 2K scans of digital versions that they've had. Oh, cool. Um, it's a very big collection. I think it's selling for like $200 or so. Damn. Um, but I will say this, it, it looks um, impressive. So if you're a big fan of Friday 13th, 15998 it looks like it's going to ship October 20, October 13th, um, 12 movies, 16 discs. Damn, oh, that's a lot like of extra stuff. Yeah, it looks like the definitive guide is gone. Uh, the, post, the one with the poster and the lithograph is sold out. Oh, but you can still man. get the one with the special um, uh, case. Um, about it looks like it comes with a lot of things. 4K scans of the original negatives for the first uh, three movies. No, four movies. And then the following ones are 2K scans. Um, there's audio commentary. There's some behind the scenes, some cut footage. Uh, looks like the TV ads, radio ads, uh, theatrical trailers are all collected on there. All in Blu-ray, all in glorious high definition. Uh, awesome. It really looks like it's if you're a big fan of the Friday 13th movies, this is a collection you're going to want. And we're not getting paid by them to, to put that out there. No, not at all. We're just, at least I don't think we are. Uh, I wish we were. <laughs> uh, let's see if we get enough listeners, I'll start reaching out to companies and try and get it. There you go. There you but, go. Uh, it's going to be because <clears throat> we're up to like, well, I mean, today we had 16 downloads of episodes, so we're not doing that. Oh, yeah? Nice. Yeah. Uh, there is a new series coming out on HBO Max September 3rd called Raised by Wolves. Hmm. Um, I posted a trailer here on the website, so be sure to check that out. Uh, but basically, let's do a little summary here. His mother was programmed to protect everyone after Earth had been destroyed. When the big bad wolf shows up, she's the one we must trust. Uh, this is produced by Ridley Scott. It is uh -huh. a sci-fi horror movie that looks really impressive. Yeah. I haven't seen anything of it. I'll have to check the trailer out. Yeah. The first two episodes are directed by Ridley Scott as long, and also the final episode of the season will be directed by Ridley Scott. Um, it looks really good. Uh, the, just the, the trailer simply of like a, a robot raising children uh, and then basically humans come to try and take the children away from the robot and a whole war kind of breaks out sweet raised by wolves HBO Max HBO Max is really cranking out some really great uh, um, series so I'm excited for this one cool this uh, December will premiere the new Stand miniseries by Stephen King's uh, book, The Stand. It will be on CBS All Access only. It will premiere December 17th. 
I'm not happy uh, about it being on CBS All Access. I'm starting to get irritated by all the digital services yeah. I need need to sign up to now to get all the things I want. So maybe I'll have to find some way to get this without paying for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, at some point, I mean, they eventually like move that shit around. You know, like after yeah. I might not be able to see it when it's brand new, but like in a year or two, it'll be on some other service that I can watch it for free. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, the original Stan series was on CBS, right? Yeah, uh, it's been so long, but I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. And it was it, it didn't hold up. Like it did not. And they hold cut up. the shit out of it. They, yeah, they, they really, I mean, it's hard it. to it's it's hard to make that book into you know anything unless you really like like Netflix or like Hulu or I guess yes. maybe even the CBS Access now because TV doesn't follow that same structure anymore. Yeah. You know, you could you could do it on one of those streaming services and not have to worry about. Uh, when the next season of like football comes and you can't show shows on Sunday nights cause you know, it's football season or, right. you, know, you know what I mean? Like you could just keep playing them. So my, my question is CBS all access. Are they uh, raised our content or no? Because here's the thing. The stand know. is such a great book. Yeah. I really want to see a great adaptation of it, but right. how can you, if it's not rated R? Yeah. I don't know. It's a good question. I mean, it's called all access. So I mean, you know, and you're pay- it's a paid service. Yeah. But I don't know. I haven't read a whole lot about it because, like you said, I'm just tired of having to like buy another um, another service to watch good shit. Right, right. I mean, think of that. I got, I got Netflix. I got Hulu. I got um, Shudder. Disney. Got Disney Plus. I got Amazon Prime Video. I got HBO Max. It's like I'm getting back to where I when I cut the cord five years ago and said I'm right, exactly two hundred dollar cable bills. Now I'm back to it. Now they figured it out. Yeah, they're just screwing us all again. The future looks like shit, and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there's another one too. Like, uh, have you guys used Quibi yet? I, I don't no. even want to. Well, that's the thing because I think you can only do it on your phone, right? You can't right, like it's use it on the... for your phone. It's garbage. Yeah. I and do that... too. I do too. Be I don't know if you. That's free. No, they have the some I... really good low budget horror movies on it. Actually, yeah, there's some good ones too. Like uh, All Hallows Eve was on there. That's a good one. My, my I, I like that if... better than the Terrifier. To be honest with you, but really, I think if you really, if you yeah. really like horror movies, Shudder. Is the thing you should have. It is, and Shutter's got a lot of great, great original content. I have been watching films on Shutter back to back for the past two weeks because there are some fucking amazing movies on there, and they're low budget, like Shutter exclusives that are just yeah primo. They're so good. Really? Yeah. Like they, yeah they I just good, watched good Satanic Con- Panic, and I uh, loved yeah. it. It was so good. I've been wanting to watch that. Like I said, I, I when I saw the trailer for it, it looked like something I would definitely like, want to watch. I just I haven't done it yet. It was both gory as hell and funny. It was so good. It was so good. Cool. That's what Jerry O'Connell does now. He just does like horror comedies. Yeah. Well, and the fact that his wife was in this one too. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Rebecca Romaine. Yeah, Rebecca Romaine. Stamo- Rebecca Romaine. Stamos, Stamos O'Connell. Yeah. <laughs> She was good in this one too. She was like the satanic priestess. It was fucking amazing. It was an amazing movie. It was very good. That uh, uh, have you so seen the trailer just, for that new one that came out? Um, which one? Well, I think it's just just came out like last week on um, Hulu. I mean, not Hulu on Shutter. 
It like it's like the the Zoom like party that they st- they do a séance on. Yeah, I saw the trailer for that. That looks really good. I haven't watched it yet, but uh, it, it looked. I, I might watch that this weekend. I'm kind of eager to start watching Blood Machines too. That one looks. The trailer looks great on that one. Yeah, Shutter, get it. Yeah, definitely worth getting. Definitely worth getting. We need to get them as a sponsor. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, so just getting back to the stand for a moment. So um, they spent two years making the series. And just a, a comment here there from the from the article I was reading, uh, basically saying that uh, Stephen King's 40-year-old masterpiece uh, about a global pandemic would come at a very yeah. eerily relevant time. Right? I mean, um, when you think of the theme of that book, it's, it's, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, but basically, they say they're very honored to, to retell this sprawling epic story, uh, which is probably one of his most beloved books. Uh, um, and hopefully, hopefully, it'll be something good. And then he says he can't wait to show it to the world. So well, that's uh, good. Very excited for that. Um, there is, uh, according to Slash Film, there is another movie being made of Stephen King's uh, from the book called From a Buick 8. Uh, it's, hmm. being adapt- it's being adapted by director Jim Mickle. Uh, he's been announced there's no release date as of yet, uh, but they are working on the screenplay. Just a quick synopsis of what exactly the story is. Uh, since 1979, the state police in Troop D in the rural Pennsylvania have kept a secret in the shed out behind the barracks. Hmm. Ennis Rafferty and Curtis Wilcox answer strange calls just down the road and came back with an abandoned 1953 Buick Roadmaster. Kurt Wilcox, new old cars, and this one was just wrong. As it turned out, (laughs) Buick 8 was worse than dangerous, and the members of Troop D decided that it would be better off um, if the public never found out about it. Now, more than 20 years later, Curtis's son, Ned, starts hanging around the barracks and is allowed into the Troop D family. <clears throat> and one day he discovers the family secret, a mystery that begins to stir once more. It's funny, I just saw it like it was his second novel. Yep. And Chris, Christine being his first one. And yep. it's also about a car, it sounds like, right? Yep. So I'm very, uh, very excited for this one. Yeah. That is not a book that I've read by his. Uh, I did not read that book. But uh, I do like Cars, and Christine was great, and I'm sure this one is going to be just as good. Yep. Um, Netflix again. Man, we got a lot of news with Netflix. The Babysitter is back for part two. <laughs> awesome. September awesome. 10th, two years after defeating the satanic cult led by the Babysitter, Cole's trying to forget his past and focus on surviving high school. When his old enemies unexpectedly return, Cole will be once again outsmart the forces of evil. It's funny, all the same cast members come back. They were all killed, and now they're resurrected, and they're back to get them again. (laughs) All right. Nice. That was a good movie. Enjoyed that one. Yes, I'm excited for that one, too. We'll have to put that on our review list. One more story for me. We have um, Netflix has just announced that I am not okay with this has been canceled. Oh no! See any more seasons? Oh, that That sucks so bad. Yep, I was looking forward to that one the most. 
Yes. That was really good. Yes, it was fantastic. I was dying for the next season. But Netflix released a slew of things that they're canceling thanks to COVID-19 cutbacks. Uh, uh, Damn you, 2020. Yep. And unfortunately, I am not okay with this. My wife watched that with me. She enjoyed it as well. I am not okay with this. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, that's like one, like like said, my wife started watching that and she's like, oh, I like that a lot. And yeah, it was, was really fantastic. good. Fantastic. We watched it together. and Yeah, I know. It sucks. Like I said, it was a perfect start of an episode, too. I never had such a perfect start. Dear Diary. You said that was a, that was a graphic himself. novel. Yeah, that was a graphic novel, too, you said, That's right? correct. That's correct. And it was planned to have multiple seasons of it because the ratings were so good. But unfortunately, they have other shows that do better, and there's time for budget cutbacks, and they cut a handful of shows that were supposed to go on for multiple seasons. Netflix. Yes. Uh, Nobody asked me about this. Well, at least it it sort of ended, sort of closed. There was such potential there. No, I know. I know. I know. That's a fucking bummer. I know. 2019, the year that I wish would just end. <laughs> All right. That's it for news from me. Do you guys got anything you'd like to share? Uh, no. uh, Did you hear oh, anything the, about that one BR on Netflix? I think that's sort of a horror too, isn't it? I don't know. What's it called? I think it was called One BR. I, th- I think I saw. Mm, I don't know. It was a Netflix. I usually try to check out Netflix stuff, but I didn't have a chance. All right. Uh, the only thing I, um, the thing I was mentioning about Quibi before, the reason I asked about it was because that the trailer that I shared on the website, um, The Stranger, yes, looked really, really good. Uh, I really wanted to see it, and then I saw it was on Quibi. I'm like, well, what the hell's Quibi? And it looks like you can only watch it on your phone, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not doing that. So, is there any way to like watch Quibi other than on your phone? Nope. Ugh, damn millennials. Right. Quibi was designed to be short movies, short films, all on your phone. Eh, it looked really good. Yeah, it does, but I refuse. Yeah, I can't do that. Yep, Quibi will fail. And they've already, there's my already multiple glasses. articles about how poorly it's doing. So, Yeah, I mean, yeah. Because those people don't have that kind of money yet. Yeah. That, that was yeah. it for me. I didn't have a whole lot this time. You covered a lot, too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it looks like just... just <laughs> Cracked.com has a great article that says, so far, Quibi is absolute trash. <laughs> uh, how did it crash so quickly? So basically, this is the crazy thing about Quibi. You got to read. You read the Atlantic article, right? Didn't we talk about this last month? I don't think so. There was an article in the Atlantic about Quibi back in April uh, that called Quibi a vast wasteland. (laughs) Um, But basically, it it has financial issues. It has legal issues. It it, it is a a startup designed to fail. Damn. Uh, Maybe someone Fortune will buy Magazine, those properties then. Yeah, even Fortune Magazine says, I'm a millennial, and I don't understand what the hell Quibi is trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's no good. All right. 
Now we're up for something very special once again. We are taking our top five to the top ten 1980s. I'm sorry, uh, 1990s. 90s. Yes. Right. Another strange brew. That's 1980. That doesn't count. Yep. (laughs) All right. Um, This week, we are, this month, we are going with Chris, Sal, Craig. All right. Oh, sweet. Remember, top 10, no honorable mentions. No honorable mentions. Which was again. Okay. Again, it was tough because I mean the nineties had a lot. Now, see, I think the opposite. I think the nineties was terrible. Really? Yeah, yeah. I could have done five on. It. Yeah, I could have done. Oh wow. wow! All right, then. I had a difficult time. Yeah, there's too many movies that had four, five, and six behind them. Uh, you know, it's just I don't know. I thought the nineties was a bad decade. Oh, I thought uh, I thought there were a lot of great originals. Well, let's get kicked off in this list. We'll start with Chris. There are some. Yes. All right. We'll see. Sure. Uh, we'll see what we. Uh, we'll see what we run into here. Yes. My number ten. Uh, Needful Things. Um, Stephen King adaptation. Uh, great yeah. cast. Uh, one. One of my favorite Stephen King books. Um, and I. I loved uh, Max von Sydow as the as uh, storekeeper. Yeah. 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 It was. It was yeah. really good. Mo- like it was a good movie. Like I know. I read. Um, I read the book as well. And Max von. Z- it's what I sort of visualized the the storekeeper. Yes. Between him and, and the guy from uh, Something Wicked This Way Comes. You know what I mean? That's sort yes. of the pic- And the I like the concept of people doing horrible things to each other to get what they want. Now, why did that movie, I'm trying to think, <laughs> what what was year was Something Wicked This Way Comes? It, it should have made one of my... 1982. Should have uh, made my eights. I don't know how Disney I Disney owns that. the rights to it. Yeah, but it, that's certainly on. It would have been probably close to the top of for me. Never for the released eights. on Blu-ray, limited edition DVD, and it's difficult and to, to find. Such an awesome movie. Trying to find it. Such yeah. an awesome movie. Yeah. Sorry. Right. <laughs> no, it's all right. It's cool. Um, my number nine is Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight. Ooh, that's a uh, good one. Billy Billy Zane in that movie. Dennis Miller too, or was Dennis Miller in that one? No, no, he was in. So uh, uh, Tales from the Crypt had like I think three movies that came out. Okay, yeah, yeah, that was the one with Dennis Miller, and and it was a big a big drop from from the quality of this one. I thought, Um, yeah, it was was okay, but uh, the 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 practical effects in this one were were awesome. Um, Again, Billy Zane is like the head the head demon guy. Um, It was a great movie. Yeah. And it was a really good cast too. There was a lot of good, uh, a lot, a lot of good actors and actresses in that, yeah. and the story was good too. You know, it was evil chasing good throughout history, and the original good was like it was like Jesus' blood or whatever. I forget because it's been so mm-hmm. long, but uh, like I really and it had a great sound, a great soundtrack too. Nice. Number eight, uh, Candyman. Okay. Yeah. Based off a of Clive Barker short story, um, I it. Uh, it was it was different. You know, it was kind of a different. I think because there was like a political message in that movie, and it was mm-hmm. the first time that I I, I think recognized. It was like an urban urban horror too. It was like the first time somebody sort of did that. I think I don't know. I th- I think so. Yeah. I mean, right. um, I don't I don't remember any of them from the eighties that that de- dealt kind of with like uh, with that kind of thing. Something in the city. Yeah. I don't. Right. 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 Uh, number eight, arachnophobia. Great movie. Nice. Yeah. Uh, it's a great, great story. Um, like, I'm not usually scared of spiders, but they were scary as shit in that in that movie. Uh, yeah. And it was a good cast as well. Yep. Yep. 
Number six, In the Mouth of Madness by uh, John Carpenter. Yeah. Sam Neill. Yeah, Sam uh, Neill. Uh, and th- that movie, when I watched it, like blew my mind because it was so it, it was basically an ode to Lovecraft. Absolutely. I mean, a lot of the a lot of the Sutter Kane books in that were were based on were like loosely based off of Lovecraft books, and the the thematics of the movie were like you know the slow build to you know insanity, which mm-hmm. you know was Lovecraft, and and the the unspeakable horror was kind of like not the real horror. It, it was horrible because it was in the background and you never like fully see it. You know, In the Mouth of Madness is one of those movies that not many people have seen for some reason. I, I don't think it did as well, like, when it, it came did out. Not. And I think it, it did not. For, for me, it's one of John Carpenter's, like, better films. Like, you know, which is it's tough to say that. But I, I thought it was a great movie. Yeah. Sam and, Neill uh, did good horror, too. I mean, I don't Sam Neill, yeah, he does some really good horror. Like, he, yeah. he really does uh, Descending into Madness well. <laughs> yes, yes, he does. And I, and I, when I was reading about this... Uh, because I, I like to like just check some stuff out about the movies I'm talking about. Uh, Ari Oster, who uh, did um, Hereditary, and um, what was the other one we watched with Ari Oster? Um, Hereditary and uh, Midsummer. Midsummer. Uh, it's one of his favorite movies. He was influenced by this movie, like his work. Yeah. And when you think when you think of that, think about Hereditary and. It was kind of a descent into like like madness kind of thing, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Number five, Army of Darkness. Okay. Uh, you know, it's the trilogy of Evil Dead. Um, Sam Raimi, Bruce Campbell. Uh, it was great, you know. Like it, it was definitely more slapsticky and less. Yeah, it was definitely third. The third. Of, of the three, two. yeah, but it, it yeah. was still a great. It was a great. Uh, well, at the time, oh, it was yeah. the end of the. the yeah. The, the, and, you had and to I, see. I, you had to see it. And I, I just like Sam Raimi's d- direction. Uh, mm-hmm. you know. uh, number four, Event Horizon. Going back to Sam Neill playing a guy that uh, plays a good guy descending into madness. Yeah, yes. for sure. Um, and that, the, the same thing. This didn't do well when it first came out. It actually got panned by a lot of uh, a lot of people who reviewed it back in the day. But I, I think it's a great movie. I, yeah, I actually saw this one in the theater. Yeah. And it, and it, because they're making that series on Netflix of it, so you know it, there must be something there, right? Like, yep. yeah. Uh, number three from Dust Till Dawn. Okay, I think this has made a couple of my lists. Yep. Uh, it's it's a it's a it's a great movie. Great uh, special effect, uh, practical effects. Um, Acting is uh, really and, good in it too. And yeah. the cast is phenomenal. It's, oh, it's awesome! Great cast too, you know, Come and on. just the weird. Yeah combination of tarantino and robert rodriguez like like how the movie just kind of splits in half was was great yeah uh my number two i uh it's one of those ones that's borderline horror or psychological thriller but it, it's one of those movies I, I i watch probably once a year and there's just so much like great stuff in this movie uh seven okay oh brad yeah. pitt and morgan freeman i would um, consider it a horror yep you know, it's the seven deadly sins. The 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 deaths yeah. are pretty pretty graphic. You know, oh, yeah. they they, sh- they show. Yeah, gluttony um, was pretty nasty, right? Yeah, uh, and so was uh, sloth. I think. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, they were all. And then what was the lust? Lust was was oh like. Oh my god! They don't. That one was... <laughs> yeah, when he shows him the piece that he made, Jesus. 
Yeah. Uh, and then the the end, the, it's one of the probably the <laughs> the best end of a movies like ever. Like there's yeah, you know, there's the those end of, there's, yeah, there's those end of movies. He's just like what the yeah. um. So that's my my number two, and and this one I you know number my number one is Scream. Okay. Um, it was at the point when I was kind of like tired of like the remakes and remakes and remakes of slasher movies. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because it came out in '96, so. The early '90s was like a lot of remakes and shit, you know. Like, and I and I was just like, "Ugh, man!" It's hard to make a good slasher film too, and they did yeah. a yeah. phenomenal job. And, it, and right? the, the idea was great, you know. Like, let's yep. make fun of slasher films inside yep. a slasher film, and yep. it was just a really, really well written movie. And like we, we've talked about this before, killing off Drew Barrymore in like the very first like five minutes of the movie. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, that was different. It's funny yeah. because she they didn't want her to be that role and she petitioned for it. Like she wanted to die right in the beginning. Yeah, which which helped to make the movie. Yeah. And they're they're working on a fifth one right now. So I mean And how, how tense was that? The scene. I mean, that first what is it, five or ten? I mean, it was a long yeah. scene too. Yeah. I mean, how really tense good. was that? You're like just like gripping onto your seat. And, like, and the way it ends then, like with her mom screaming and them flashing on her disembodied like corpse yeah. hanging from the tree yeah and then 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 that's when the scream flashes in the the thing and then it switches to like a completely different scene but yeah it's it's a great opening scene so that's my top 10 all right and i had some honorable mentions but i know we uh, said you can't <laughs> that's right <laughs> all right very good uh let me give you my list all right my number 10 is in the mouth of madness oddly nice. enough I just got that uh, collector's edition on Blu-ray. It came in the mail last Friday. Awesome. Uh, from Shout Factory. Uh, I mean, it's one uh, of those movies uh, that uh, I was telling my daughter how much I loved it back in the 90s, and I couldn't find it on any of these goddamn streaming services that I fucking pay for. Yeah, so right. I, yeah, so I found it on uh, Shout Factory, collector's edition Blu-ray, and I bought it, and I ripped it and made a digital copy myself. Awesome. Because yeah, it is a fantastic movie. Not just like the actors in it and the story and the filming, but the way how he fulfills his own destiny and like yeah, right? completes the story. It's just a it's just yeah. fantastic movie. Yeah, it blows it, it blows your mind, which is it's crazy. It's a movie about descending into madness. And when you're watching it, you're like, holy! Yeah. I feel like I feel it. Yeah, it was great. Very very awesome. Uh, my number nine is Army of Darkness. Um, nice. I have a, I have a very uh, uh, sentimental spot in my heart for all Evil Dead, and this one is no exception. Uh, this is one of the movies that I was happy to share with my kids once they were old enough to get into horror. Uh, this is like an, uh, a soft introduction to horror movies. <laughs> uh, my number eight, Candyman. Okay. Uh, great nice. movie. And I'm really looking forward to the remake. I have a lot of high hopes for it. Yeah, me too. Uh, let's hope it doesn't and let us down. They made uh, two sequels of that too. I think, right? There was, uh, I think there was. Yeah, there was. There was that's a correct. Yeah. yeah, but they were never they were as okay. good as the first one. And I no, think they, what's they her face was in the second part again too. Yep, uh, that's correct. Yeah. What's her name? Madsen? No. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Virginia Madsen, right? Virginia Madsen. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, my number seven, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Nice. 
Okay. Probably one of the best renditions of Dracula out of the many, 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 many Dracula movies yes. that have yes, been created. Yes, well, well done for sure. It, it did it was good pretty good in the box office too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. My number Cast. six, Frighteners. Okay. Oh, yeah, Again, yeah, that's a good one. This is one that I got my kids to watch early on when they first getting into horror movies. It, it is a little terrifying, especially for your younger crowd. Towards, yeah, towards the end, it, it got yep, really... Absolutely. Yeah. But I thought it was really good, and I think Michael J. Fox did fantastic in that role. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not only that, uh, the, the psycho FBI guy, uh, what the hell's his name, who was in... Uh, <laughs> uh, he, he, he was originally in the uh, reanimator and such. Uh, fantastic. Um, my number five, Event Horizon. Hmm. Nice. Uh, 1997, just a fantastic movie. And like I said, I have I have my uh, collector's edition pre-ordered. So as soon as that ships, I'm going to have that one too because I just love that movie. Yeah, one of the cool things about that article too, if, if you, you, you should all go read it, but it was when they were talking about the set and how the set, you know, he, he, he kind of constructed the set based off images he took of St. Patrick's Cathedral. Yes. <laughs> and the actors and actresses like loved working with him but told him that like they got creeped out every time they came on the set because it felt like cavernous and 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 echoey like, you know, like they were actually there. So yeah. that was kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. It's a great article. I'm going to it's going to be linked on the website so anyone listening to the podcast here, if you have a good podcast viewer, the data is linked inside of the content of the podcast here. So if you have a good podcast software, like um, if, you, if you've got an iPhone, uh, use um, Overcast. Uh, uh, from there, while listening to, the, to this podcast, you can click on the links and see all the things we're talking about. Uh, my number four, Interview with a Vampire. That's a good one, too. Uh, I love the Anne Rice uh, vampire series, and I was so excited when this came out, and I was so impressed by it. And then they continued to destroy everything with the following movie, and and then they never made the third movie in the trilogy because it was just garbage. <laughs> I really wish they would reboot the entire series, and as much as I love the original interview with the vampire, if they could get somebody to direct and commit to three movies, please reboot. Yeah, I, uh, I actually, I had heard so many bad things about the second one that I never actually even watched it myself. It, it's garbage. It's garbage. It, it's not even worth your time. Queen of the Damned, right? That was the, the sequel? Yep. All right. Uh, my number three... Night of the Living Dead, 1990 remake by Tom Savini. That was a good one. Now, the reason why I love this one, and I everyone knows that I'm a big fan of Night of the Living Dead, okay? But I hated the blonde girl. She was a whiny, bitchy little... Even my daughter, when she watched it, she was like, why does she not answer his questions? <laughs> I'm like, well, it's partially because he's a man, partially because he's black, partially because she's a dumb cunt. <laughs> but when Tom Savini remade it, he did an awesome job. He took that girl that was in that movie High Tension. I can't remember the redhead girl's name. High Tension was a great movie. 
but they took her and put her in that role and made her a strong female lead. Like she started out just like the first. Yeah, she was girl, like short hair, short. She had like yep. short hair, red, red short yeah, red hair. Yeah. Yep. And and, and then she kind of just like became the leader of the pack. Like she didn't have a problem handling a gun, didn't have a problem nailing up the doors. He did such a great job in taking really the whole movie scene for scene and rebuilding it with her as a better character and the special effects ever so slightly better. Yeah. It was, it was a great remake and that's why it's my number three. Uh, my number two from dust till dawn. Tony Todd was in that one too, right? The remake. That's, that's right. That's right. Okay. My number two is from, from dust till dawn. dawn. Nice. Um, again, great movie. Surprise twist in the movie. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that it starts out with this great Quentin Tarantino character. Uh, the Quentin Tarantino movies are great. I recently saw this meme that somebody posted that had Quentin Tarantino with an interviewer and the interviewer saying, oh, my God, Kill Bill is such a violent movie. Yeah. I can't believe it. And then Quentin Tarantino says, yeah, it's a Tarantino movie. You don't go to a Metallica concert <laughs> yeah, right? and ask them to turn it fucking down. <laughs> And I'm like, you know what? That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. The opening scene of that movie's great too. The 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 back and forth between the the guy behind the oh, yeah. the register and the uh the Texas Ranger. Well, and and the great thing about it is Tarantino does this all the time. He does the thing that that um uh Alfred Hitchcock used to always talk about. He said, "Look, if you have a movie and a bomb goes off under a table, it's 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 a jump scare." But if you show the audience the bomb under the table with a counter counting down while people are sitting at the table having a conversation, you build massive amounts of tension. And, and that's what Dust of Dawn was so good at. There were so many scenes where as the audience viewer, you knew the guy with the gun is under the counter. Right, right. right. And having a conversation with the sheriff and you're thinking, oh, my God, if he loses his shit and kills this guy, <laughs> it's going to be insane. Uh, the, the, just the amount of tension that he's capable of building up in that movie is just great. Yeah. And my number one, which has been on almost every list that we've ever done till now, Dead Alive. Uh, yeah, I still haven't seen that movie. <laughs> oh yeah, have to see I can't find it anywhere. Please get off with this. You gotta. I, I wonder, I, and I knew you guys were gonna have that on your lists. Uh, and I, I was like, I can't put that. I've never seen it. Yeah, but <laughs> yes, I can't can. find it. I can't find it anywhere. I want to watch it. Yeah, I think I think last month was it last month or we previously talked about another a great article that goes into the depth of. Uh, of that movie and it's called following just a great movie. Uh, and, and especially you know I mean? I, considering I think it's on, I think it's on Amazon prime, Chris. Uh, no, I don't think it is. No, I don't think it is. I don't know. I don't think check. All right. I'm saying unless they just put it on there. Cause I keep an eye out for that. All right. Yeah. So, so that's, that's my uh, top 10. But check, yeah, check tonight. Top 10. That's a good top 10. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Craig? Yes, sir. Uh, Number 10, I went with Army of Darkness. Nice. 
in the third Fantastic. movie. Um, I think we've talked enough about that. <laughs> That's the bad thing about going third. Yeah, like, I know. Same, same stuff. <laughs> It's like, hey, we talked about that. Keep going. Uh, number nine, <laughs> I went with uh, The Sixth Sense. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. That made a lot of money, too, right? For, uh, for oh, God, horror yeah. flicks? Yeah. I think at yeah, one time it was like the highest, right? Maybe. For, yeah, for several weeks in a row, I think it, it, it was the number one. Yep. Um, everybody knows about the ending. That's what makes that movie so great. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what's even better than that? Uh, what's her name that played the mom? She also was in uh, um, Hereditary. What was her name? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Colette? Colette? Col- yeah. Um, yeah. She didn't even realize there was a horror movie while she was filming it. <laughs> yep. I read an interview with her where she said she had no idea that it was a horror movie. She thought it was a drama. And she signed up for it. She filmed in it. And not she until must have read the last filming, page, right? Yeah. Not <laughs> until halfway through filming did she realize that she was in a horror movie. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yep. Uh number nine, uh, a little soft, but I went with I know what you did last summer. That's a That's great a good movie. One. Yeah. That's a good, that's a classic teen slasher. I mean No, I know, a, yeah. I mean it's like I said it's bubblegum, but um, nothing wrong with that. No, I had a good story. And it had uh, some some attractive young ladies. Absolutely. In. A lot of the uh the lookers at the at the time, right? Indeed, indeed. Yeah. Uh, number seven, you guys may have heard of it. It's a movie called Hardware. Yes. I do not know that one. Nope. Yes, I've seen it. It's about a robot that kills people. It's kind of neat. Oh. It was good. And it had a really good soundtrack. It had like uh, Public Image Limited and stuff like that. Oh, sweet. Um, this was a VHS. That's where I saw it. It was from a oh, video okay. store. It had a really cool cover. I was like, I got to check this movie out. And I watched it and it was like, wow. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't pleasantly know that surprised. So yeah, put it on on your list. It's called Hardware. Really good movie. Good story. Like I said, it's about a robot that kills people. That's very good. Um, another one you may not have heard of. Number six on my list is a movie called Lost Highway. Yeah, that's was a, a good da- one too. David Lynch. It was yeah, David Lynch I think I did hear that one, but I don't know if I've seen it. it I know what Robert, about. Blake, Robert Blake played the creepiest dude. Yeah. In that movie, well, the thing I remember Coleman's seeing... in it. Uh, the Arquette girl, I can't remember her name. Yeah, I do remember seeing not, the not like trailers and stuff for that one. I don't oh yeah, it, though. if you get a chance again, another one put on your list. It's really it good. Suzanne Arquette. Suzanne, yeah, yeah. Uh, let me the tell you, that just... was on that was on my my notepad because I literally wrote down thirty five movies from the nineties. Yeah, I had about twenty. Yeah, I had about twenty. Well, yeah, my brother in law. Like turned it on because he like you know he's like if you saw Blue Velvet and you like because it's a David Lynch film he's like dude he's like you got to see this movie called Lost Highway so yeah. like I rented it and it was like dude it's a classic yep for sure uh, number five I had Silence of the Lambs nice, Again, nice. another one that was on my list too <laughs> yeah yep. honorable mention yep. <laughs> yeah there you go that's how you get them in Chris right <laughs> yeah. honorable mention. Uh, number four, I had arachnophobia. There you go. I think these are all, yeah, these are all uh, probably already said. Number three, I had uh, Dead Alive. Chris. 
Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna start berating you on every episode now. Every time we I do this, can't... we're just gonna spend five minutes berating you for not seeing it yet. I can't see it. I I, I can't find it anywhere. Like I said, try try to try to go on Amazon Prime. I think I said maybe maybe. I I've looked, dude. I swear, unless it just recently came up. Yeah. Uh, number two, Ed Screen. We talked a, a lot about that movie. How awesome the uh, beginning was, and and uh, it was Wes Craven. Yep, he writes good stuff. Master stories. of horror. Yep, for sure. And number one, I, I had the Frighteners. Nice. nice. My number one. <laughs> Dude, that number one. Was such a great movie. I had that as my number concept. one. It was a good concept. Like, it, was, it, was, it was. It was. It was. Like no other movie, you know what I mean? Right. It was it was totally original, and that's what I liked about it. And like I said, yeah. I think Michael Jackson, but Jake Fox did such a an awesome job at it. Was it. A you know, role was like, for him. Well, the yeah, thing, yeah, that's the thing is, it was a casting decision that you wouldn't expect to be great. Right? Yeah, and and you didn't you didn't I didn't see the end. You know, it got really like I said, it got really dark at the end. You're like, holy smokes, you know, and you didn't yeah. you didn't see you know what was coming, sort of. I mean. Yeah, you really didn't. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. yeah. And then what, every time that that demon, like the 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 spirit of them, and the effects, them. yeah, like the effects of the demon, and, yeah. and that was sort of for its time. I don't remember what year that was done. Was it late? It was like ninety seven or something, maybe right? But yeah, it was. It was. Uh, but the okay. effects, it was like you know, it was like early sort of good special good effects, effects, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah, you know, what I mean, for CGI, I think, right? Well, you think about it, the, the, the texture mapping stuff they did to show the spirit, like, under the wallpaper. The carpet. The carpet. And, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Yeah, sure. 1996. So that was pretty early on for computers. Oh, yeah, remember? Yeah, he was, like, good. popping out of the wall. Yeah. Right? He was, like, uh, coming out of the walls. Like, that yep. was really cool stuff. Yep. That's a good list. Awesome. Mm. Great. This is a great... Uh, top 10 list uh, it's just fantastic as always and I think what we should be doing from this is uh, I, I have this great idea that we should put together the American Nightmare podcast listeners top 10 must see films uh, I think yeah. I'd like to compile our list and see where we agree to repeated movies throughout our themes and come up with yeah. a top 10 must see list for all our listeners oh yeah. Jesus Oh damn! <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make it easy. I'm gonna I'm gonna just go into the database of all of our top ten lists and just uh -huh. you know, whatever ones appear Which the ones most. Which ones ever got mentioned? Yep, whatever is mentioned cool. the most will count us down as the top five from the most mentions. Yeah. Although you have mentioned, I think almost every episode, all the devils are here because that seems that seems to get like listened to more than anything else so this algorithm is going to screw up and put that in like the top 10 yeah and i just added it now too so yeah, the funny thing the funny thing about all that is this freaking uh i i just looked you know every week before we before we record i like to look and see what what the numbers look like for listening and the top top episodes and everything all the devils are devils are here has moved even further up to the top of the list. What? They're so yeah. it's so far ahead of all the rest. Listen, that is bizarre. Two hundred and twenty-five individual listeners. Wow. This it's dude must downloaded. be telling all of his friends that his movie's being talked about on a on a podcast. Right. Listen, it's been downloaded three hundred <laughs> times. That episode what? got downloaded three hundred times with two hundred and twenty-five individual listeners. That tells me that some of our listeners have listened to that episode more than once. Wow. 
It's that dude's mom. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. I know. I know. Every time I. Every but that's maybe that's why it's so popular because it is. It's like so like ridiculous. You know what I mean, <laughs> maybe. I, I would watch it again. I, how many people are going to download this episode every week? Every week I'd look at it and go, oh, my God, why are more people listening to this? Yeah. Because we keep talking about it. Yeah, look at this. In <laughs> exactly. August, here we are. Yeah, here we we're are. talking about it. month stuff. of August. We're just coming up at the end of August. Yeah. All the Divers Are Here was recorded May 20th, 2018. In the month of August alone, 25 downloads. <laughs> Seriously. In July... 51 downloads. What? In June, 67 downloads. Wow. That's insane. That's cr- yeah. It's I don't understand that. Movie. Who searches for that movie and then listens to our podcast? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I don't know. Huh. Listen, if it drives people to our podcast, great. Yeah. Good. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Every month, though, I look at it. I'm looking at the database right now. I'm just like looking at the top three months, and I'm looking at the lifetime views. Number one, all the devils are here. 225 <laughs> listens over the lifetime. Uh, the Babysitter, 218 listens. That was such a great Netflix movie. Yep. It, it really was. Um, just getting started. That was our first episode. 175 listens. Pet Cemetery, 155. Midsummer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> The loved ones, 125 <laughs> listens, and then us, 81. Hmm. Hmm. That's surprising, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because us was kind of a com- complex movie, and you sort of had to really think about the. You know what I mean? You had to think yeah. about the movie, the ending of it, and stuff. It was like, yeah. So yeah, just surprised yeah. people weren't going to listen for you know some of the reactions on why things happened at the end. You know, yeah. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yep. yep. I got you. I know what you mean. Okay. So this month, our movie review is Climax, filmed in 2019. <laughs> this is a French art film. Art uh, is a good word. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, let's, uh, let's go ahead and start. Uh, who picked this movie, first of all? I did. I did. Craig I did. did. So, so for all of our listeners, if you're going to listen to this review and then you decide to go watch this movie... You can blame uh, Craig, <laughs> and I will give you his email so you can send him hate mail. Yeah, but the weird thing is, is it got like great reviews on like Rotten Tomatoes and IBM I, and yeah, I like I was Rotten yeah, Tomatoes. Sorry, Rotten Tomatoes viewers give it a sixty-six percent, and Rotten Tomato uh, uh, actual reviewers, you know, actual critics give it a sixty-nine yeah. percent. Yeah, IMBD gave it like a seven point one, and I'm, like usually. Like anything around a six is decent for IMBD, and they gave it a seven point one. I read like other people that reviewed it in like like uh, you know everyone hey, got the thing. It happens. It happens. It happens. Um, you know, the first forty five minutes is basically a, a dance scene. No, and the first the, the, fifty five minutes. <laughs> I clocked it. That was my problem with the movie because. Do you want to do you want to explain the story first? I guess we should. Yeah, so, I mean, that shouldn't take summary. long. Craig, do a quick summary of what the movie is really about. <laughs> so, so there's a, a French dance school, and they bring all these students in f- for rehearsal from. They're all over Berlin, Europe, uh, France, America. Yep. Some Americans in there, yeah. Some Americans, yeah. yep. So, they're at this dance studio, and they're rehearsing. 
I think they're on their last day, so they're all excited, you know. They're so they have this scene where they're <laughs> and it just takes forever. I'm watching and don't get me wrong, it was kind of cool, you know. The I, music, I didn't mind it, like yeah. I didn't mind that, but I but, I'm like, but towards the end of it, I'm like, okay, stop dancing, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, and then so so when they're done rehearsing, they're like they they stop for a little bit and they they're getting refreshments and, and drinking and eating. And then they start dancing some more. I'm like, <laughs> let's take a break dude. from dancing. To go yeah, dance. And that's where, that's where I, I got, I was like, uh, all right, this is not and, going anywhere and fast. There was, there was credits through the middle of the movie. And I'm like, yes. wait, did, yes. did this movie end? Or what? So, so, so there's a reason for that. Just clear, when we get to the point of the movie where they start flashing the artist names on the screen, Daft Punk, yeah. Some yeah, other bands. we're fifty-five minutes into the fucking movie already. <laughs> no, but they minutes. used to they used to put credits. It's it's I think it's trying to be too artsy. So old movies they used to roll the credits in the beginning of the movie. Right. So I think it's in the middle. But this is fifty-five minutes in, bro. No, I, I know, I know. I, I get First you. of all, I and I was like, say, "Is it over?" I didn't see yeah. anything. That... <laughs> and then it Listen. kept going. You know, so so somebody uh, somebody put acid in in the in the sangria, and everybody well, not everybody was drinking it, but like only a handful of people, or like two or three people, didn't drink it. Yeah. Um. So and then and then they start tripping their balls off, and things go batshit crazy. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of cool when that started, but but it was towards the end of the movie. It was the general premise of the movie. It's a it's a little over an hour, and what was it like? Almost two. It was almost a two-hour movie. Yeah, the first I, and fifty-five minutes. Listen to me, I this is not a good movie because no, I know I was ready to turn it off too. I'm like, I, I, yeah, like I wanted movie. to turn it off. I wanted to yeah. turn it off several times. Plus, you have to read the all fucking I subtitle. I know, I know, and it, it made it more painful because you had to read the subtitle. Thank right. God there was the people, the people from Berlin spoke English. Well, and luckily they didn't do a whole lot. Like, and towards the end, and towards the end, you didn't need, you didn't need any kind of dialogue, which was. I, good. I felt more anxious than anything towards the end of the movie with the camera angles. And it the text did, it did make you feel anxious, and I think, it, like I said, that unfortunately it was too late. But I, I think they they hit it pretty good at, at the end. But I think but, for the wrong reason. Like, like yeah, I think no. I was so so anxious for the movie to end. Like, I, I was waiting and waiting and waiting for the horror to happen. And yeah. then it just got, like, even weirder. And then I was just, I kept like, is this over yet? Is this, like, what? Like, right. And then the music, and, and it got louder. Yeah. Like, and then there was, the like, thing, like, a siren towards the end that just, like, yeah. I was like, oh, Jesus, now we got a siren going, no, too? And I hated that. It was, like, a <laughs> yeah. droning sound. But, uh, but let me just say, like, 10, 15 minutes into the movie, I'm already looking at my watch. And I'm like, seriously, dude. And I went no, and I grabbed know. a beer. I, know. I, I grabbed a I beer. And I, I thought said, it looked what? good too, though, Craig. I thought it looked good too. Yeah. yeah. I grabbed a beer. Uh, I I grabbed a doobie. I grabbed some edibles. And I thought, you know what? I'm just gonna try to enjoy the movie. So that I didn't. Know. That so that didn't help at the end. No, no, no like, fucking help at all. No. Let me. All right. <laughs> the, the thing about it is, like, I was so annoyed that like it's just dancing. And I'm like, all right, uh, the music yeah. kind of no, sucks. I... I'm not into this music. Yeah. The dancers aren't really, like, exceptionally hot, right? There were a couple Their girls. Their dancing that were was good, cute. though. It was good dancing if yeah. I wanted to watch yeah. a dancing movie. Right. And uh, then again, as soon as the names of the bands started coming up, I paused the movie. <laughs> and I look at the timer, and I'm like, dude, 55 minutes we've been watching people dance. 
Yep. <laughs> the thing is, in that time, I would have expected character development. Something. I would have expected something to make me invested in the characters. And there was yep. nothing. Other than the 55 minutes you just wasted. <laughs> right. There was yep. some very loose conversations going on in the middle of all that. But because you had to read subtitles and yep. the conversations were kind of bouncing around between different individuals, it was very disconnected. Yeah, and, and there was and too I many didn't people. Feel anything for any of those characters? No, no. There's t- except for the kid. The only person I cared about was that kid who got locked in that electric room. And that, that was it. I, empathy I, I for being a parent him. because they didn't even develop that fucking relationship. No, between <laughs> no. yeah, she tucked no. him in the bed and said, "Good night, sweetheart. I love you." Yeah, yeah it, was, like, it was. It yeah. was basically it was just because I was a dad. Then like, oh my god, you locked a fucking kid in the electric closet. What's the problem? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was, I mean, that was like the only scene that was like pretty intense. You know what I mean? Like, it's like. There was that scene where the girl pissed all over the floor that was pretty intense, too. That was kind of funny. Actually, that was a funny part. <laughs> I'm standing yeah. there and I'm going, wait a minute, is she pissing on the ground? Because that first was like a little trickle. And then it's a full blast of piss. Yeah, it is. And people and are she's just looking. Going, ah. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, though, that part. And the guy, the guy hammering, I don't know which girl it was, but the guy hammering. <laughs> Yeah, at the Dude. end. Well, that's the thing is, first of all, this this is where the movie wins, if you yep. can call it a win, is that you get frustrated with all the dancing, right? It goes on for 55 minutes, then you see the band names. You're getting this disconnected conversations between everyone. Suddenly they allude to the fact that somebody tainted the punch. And you're not sure at first, like, is it LSD? Is it poison? And then someone says, no, it's LSD. Uh, and really, you don't even find out until the end that yeah. it's actually LSD. And then you couldn't even really tell who it was that did it. It was that one girl, but I, I couldn't remember from who Berlin. she was. Yeah, well, she, she was, was the Berlin. blonde at the, be- yeah. at the beginning. She's the one that pissed on the floor. Right, right. But why did she do it? Because <laughs> she's a fucking freak. I mean, she basically <laughs> had a book about LSD. No, if you remember end, the interview, yeah, if you remember the interview, she said she left Berlin because people were doing it. in their eyes. Yeah. But that's what she was doing. Yeah, exactly. at the end, at the end, they leave the scene. She's got an LSD book on the bed next to her, and she's putting yep. eye drops of LSD in her eyes. Maybe yep. they made her leave. Maybe she said, "I left because people were." It was her that was putting it in, so they made her leave. Yeah, yeah I don't, I don't know. whatever. But the, but the thing about it is, like, the only win, like I said, for the film is. So who was out in the snow too? Was that the pregnant girl? No, that was the like, dude that kicked out. Okay. The, the scene where there was like a fight and they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they showed yeah. you that. So they accused him of doing the LSD, so they made right, him leave. Right. And then they yeah. pushed him out the doors, and then he wind up freezing outside. Because remember, yeah. it's winter while this party is going on. No, yeah. but there was a but there was a, a girl. Oh, that girl at the beginning, girl. the girl at the She's beginning who's running through the snow. Yeah. And then She's it like, flashed back to like the beginning. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't remember who she. I was yeah. just so anxious for it to end that I. No, like, I. Well, that that's no. what I'm trying to get to is with the wind, <laughs> with the wind, where where the only real win in this film is they irritate the fuck out of you. They make you anxious waiting for something to happen. When when people do finally start losing their shit and going out of their mind, the camera flips into this mode where it's upside uh. down most of the time. And that creates this sense of anxiety that was irritating. The f- it wasn't like I'm scared. No. It's more of no. I'm irritated and anxious by Yeah, the you're like turning your head sideways trying yeah. to figure yes. out who, who the and people are. And then the techno are. music is still going on and that <laughs> siren yes. goes off. Yes. And yeah. then even when the cops arrive at the end and the camera's upside down like the whole fucking time, 
See, I wish they would have done that too. I wish they would have showed the cops like approaching each individual, so you could see how fucked up, you know, what happened to them. Well, or, I mean, they showed like, some of them, like the right? chick that did got her hair burned, like she was in the sink, and I, and that was kind of, yep. that was kind of, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, the fire effects were dumb, but she was in the sink, like rinsed in the back of her head. The girl yeah, that like, locked the kid in the closet was dead. She killed herself in front of the door. There were people like laying in their own vomit. And that's the other thing, too. What is scary about LSD? Even if you took a massive dose of it and had a freak out, yeah. do you think that many people would turn out dead? I highly would, doubt no, it. They wouldn't have that many bad trips. That's what I'm saying. Like only, yeah. only, only a few people would have bad. Most people would be like happy. And you know what I mean? Like, exactly. So, so yeah. that's where the title of the movie ends up coming from. Well, there from, was right? a few happy. Remember that one? Guy just kept dancing the whole movie. Yeah. He, was, he was happy. Yeah, that's where the total the movie ends up coming from, though, right? It's climax. Yeah. Yep. So, so you're so anxious that like you want it to end, and yeah. you just keep waiting and waiting and waiting for it to end, and then finally it does, and you have like this relief, like this, like oh, thank God, you know, like explosion. the climax, explosion, yeah, yep. relief. It's an explosion of relief from the movie being over. Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That That is exactly correct. I was relieved when the movie ended. And then I stopped once it was over and they finished the scenes. I turned it off and I'm like, fuck that shit. Just yeah. <laughs> I was like, I, I watched I watched the entire thing because we were going to review it and we weren't together to agree to, 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 to turn it off. So yeah. I was like, I got to yeah. power through. <laughs> but I seriously paused it like every like two or three minutes to see how much time was left. <laughs> When, they, when we got to like the last 20 minutes, I'm like, is yeah. this over yet? And, uh, yes. and then when I found out that it was subtitled in Frank, I was going to change the movie, too, but I should have. Hey, you know what, I though? Like, I didn't. You know what? Like, we're going to make some of those. And, you know, yeah. we shouldn't just and, do ones we know we're going to like. Yeah, yeah, and that's what but the reviews are about. A lot of people apparently like not, this movie. Yeah. Well, I don't know. that's the thing. So once we finish watching it, right, I decided I, I want to see what other people said about it because I fucking hated it. So yep. I was like, I, th there has to be people that like this. And there were a lot of people that liked it. Yeah, but I think they liked it for the wrong reasons. They they said, oh, this is like a French cinematic spectacle, uh, fantastic <laughs> art film. Uh, I'm like, really? Like, what the fuck? Like, French cinema has a history of being fucking special. But this was yeah. not it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I could take a dump on a garbage can lid and smear it around with my hand and it's not Picasso. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yep. So with that, I'm gonna give it one star out of five. Wow. Uh, see, see, I I toil with this because I'm a I'm a good person by nature, and I don't like to give really bad reviews. Everybody's um, a winner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you goddamn I, I tree hugging liberal. <laughs> participation trophy. All right, so I'm gonna go with. I was gonna give it a two, but you gave it a one. I'm gonna go one and a half. There we go. <laughs> one and a half. All right. I'll give it the yeah, one and a half is good for me too. Al. All right. Then we'll slap it with a two out of five. Just what? to be fair. We'll give it a two out of five. Just to be fair. Uh, I uh, see. Now you're okay. There's yeah, nothing but, fair about I mean, the, the people, I mean, t t there's no, there's a, a fine line between one and a half and two. So two, your child's right. It's like two. Yeah, right. Two, okay, two, one and a half plus one and a half plus one. Two's easy. Yeah, whatever. Just give it two. Because all right, all right. But here's yeah. the way I look at it: if you like cheesy art films, so what do we give? Uh, 
the other one that was really bad. Oh, the devil's here. I think we gave that a two or a two okay. and a half. Okay. I believe. I, let, let me open up. <clears throat> I, I've got the uh, website right there in front least, of me. That at least had elements of horror in that. That black dude was pretty funny. Yeah. Guys, they, like was in the truck with him. Yeah. We gave that. Oh wow. Uh, this is before we started giving ratings, apparently, because oh. we oh. basically said uh, we gave it a review. Okay. Well, we turned and it off before it was over. So yeah, we basically we basically reviewed two movies during this episode. We did All the Devils Are Here, and we said it was trash, and stopped watching it halfway through, and then we watched A Quiet Place instead. Ah. <laughs> So we reviewed a quiet place. So I would say if we turned it off and called it was called it trash, it was probably like a one. Okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm fine with what, like I said, it doesn't matter. But I thought the trailers looked pretty good too. But I expected those were like it was misleading. Yeah, Yeah, I was expecting like, and I was like, that was the entire movie. Like, and like I said, IMBD, I'm usually pretty loyal to their their ratings, and they had a seven point one on that sucker, and that's pretty high. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. I, it's not my kind of film. Like, you nope. know, not at all. Nope. But, and and the, like you said, the trailer focused on the dancing very little, but showed some of the more significant freakouts. Yeah. So you kind of felt like, oh, this movie's gonna be awesome. It was not. No, no, it was not. All right, awesome, all right, awesome. That's another episode in the bag, ladies and gentlemen. Ka-ching. Yeah. Bags don't make that kind of. Um, we just want to follow up here once again, like we always do, um, with a little bit of um, love for the listeners. Love for the listeners. We want to uh, take a moment to thank all of the listeners of the American Nightmare Podcast because um, we're doing this just for our own entertainment. The fact that you're here along for the ride is fun and great. Yeah, uh, we definitely want more feedback. Uh, again, we're looking for ideas for future uh, movies to review, uh, future top 10 or top 5 lists that you'd like to hear from, uh, and give us some general feedback. Tell us that we suck. Give us some hate mail, whatever. Uh, Not too much, feedback. though. I'm sensitive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Feedback at the-american-nightmare.com. Also, check out our website at the-american-nightmare.com, or check us out on Facebook. Uh, and I believe I just created a new Twitter account for us. Oh, sweet. Uh, that is T-A-N podcast at T-A-N podcast, the American Nightmare podcast. So we have a Twitter account now um, where mostly we get you use that to get uh, news and follow some other stuff. Uh, but we'll post some things on there. So please follow us on Twitter. 